Overtime editor Ann Silvio talks with CNN's Anderson Cooper. So how do you think you, you ended up on the street? I really don't know. I messed up. Somewhere I messed up. Yeah. Many people have sort of a visceral reaction to homeless people. Does that, does that disappear for you while you're working on a story like this and talking to those people? It does. I, I mean, it really changes your perception of the problem of homelessness and the people who end up being homeless. We, we all have support networks. We all have family and friends and you know, a job and things that, that support us when we trip. These are people who have burned through those, those support networks. And that's really the only difference. This story focuses on people who are homeless for long periods of time, chronically homeless people. So what is the total length of time that you've been unhoused? Uh, it's like going on two years now. I'm Andy Quirin, and I'm a producer at 60 Minutes. This story was unusual in so many ways. You know, you get up at 3 in the morning, you're going out with these outreach teams. Outreach! Knock, knock! Anybody home this morning? Why, why at 3 in the morning? <laughs> they want to make sure they're, they're really helping the people who are truly homeless. If you're sleeping outside at 3 in the morning, you're really homeless. When was the last time you slept inside? Oh, a motel. I go into a motel during the wintertime uh, for about three months. How do you pay for that? Uh, by sleeping outside uh, at, at, during the summertime. <laughs> Social Security. And you were born in Nashville? Right. Okay. Nashville is a very popular tourist town. I saw very few of those places. We saw parts of Nashville that no tourist has ever seen. We'd love a chance to sit down and talk to you if we could put you on camera. You don't want on camera? No. Okay. Tell me about the trek you took through the underbelly of Nashville. Just the sheer variety of places where people were. I mean, under, you know, railroad tracks. I mean, literally sleeping under railroad tracks, under bridge trestles. Yeah, careful. It's really slick, guys. We were in caves. We were in woods. We were in camps just off railroad tracks. Looks like three active uh, campsites. Yeah, so it looks like they're cleared out. And I remember there was one moment we're walking backwards <laughs> on the railroad tracks, filming, I'm holding a light. You, you can help people because they have a good story, um, or you can choose to help them either way. Uh, can somebody watch his back? Uh, is it a drop off on one side, a drop off on the other side? And I remember thinking, I hope a train isn't coming right now because I'm not sure what we would do. <laughs> and it was a lot, there were a lot of moments like that. Awesome. There were so many people we met who kind of blew us away for various reasons. I lost my job, but I'll get a sweet pension when I turn 59. Really? Yeah. You won't be homeless then? Yeah, right. That's nine years away, though. Do you think you'll make it? I don't, I'm not sure. We met this guy under an overpass. He was living outside. He told us he had Parkinson's disease. And he said, you know, I, it's really hard for me to walk around. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to collapse. And we just filmed him a little bit, watching him try to cross the street. And I'll never forget it, because you could just see how hard it was for this guy to cross the street. But I thought, how on earth does this guy survive out there? The homeless find these places that no one else wants, right? They're, they're so far in, no one would ever want to go there. It can't be developed. So we met people who were there, said they were living there 10 years in a tent. We have to carry water in, using mostly wood for your cooking. They kind of live off the grid. 
really off the grid. How long have you been homeless? Well, the government says I've been homeless 20 years. And we asked him why. Drugs. Drugs. You know, you're asking very personal questions. I think we were surprised at how upfront people were and how honest people were and how people seem to appreciate just you talking to them like a regular person. I like your paintings too. How long does it take you to do that? About a week. Amazing that he had a studio yeah, in the had, forest. He had an easel and he had paints and he wasn't bad, you know? Yeah. He just didn't have a home. Do you blame society at all? No, why? It's not their fault. It's not. You know, I put myself in most of this pickle, so make your bed, you lie in it. That's the saying. You can't help wondering what happened to all these people. You know, I, I interviewed, we interviewed so many people. Roger. How you doing? I'm Andy. Andy, nice, nice to meet you. How you doing? Hi, I'm Daryl. Where are they? You know, they're out there somewhere right now. So many people walk by homeless people all the time. You know, I've done it. You know, pretend you don't see them. There's a homeless guy who camps right outside my house, actually. And it was interesting because I noticed before the story, it really annoyed me. You know, he's panhandling and, and um, and after the story, you know, I asked him his name. I say hello to him. I talk to him. Did you ever interact with him before the story? No, I just ignored him. I just pretended he wasn't there. And um, and after the story, I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm, this is my issue. Like, me pretending not to see this person is in insane and offensive. And um, it humanizes people. I mean, I think anytime you stop and talk to somebody and you learn about them, you start to walk in their shoes a little bit and you see things through a different lens.